Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me For Podcast, episode 92. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful host, to my right. He is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, super dick party himself, Richard Garcia. Hey, hey, welcome, everyone. Happy 92, not only to this podcast, but in tribute to the greatest Royal Rumble of all time, the Royal Rumble of 1992. Well, we all know the greatest Royal Rumble is in Saudi Arabia. It is, and they claim it, but not in my heart. And I still think the 92 Rumble is the greatest of all time. Um, a lot of people would agree with you. I would agree with you. Um, just the star power of R- Rumble 92 holds a special place in my heart. Uh, we got a lot to get into today, folks. Um, it's been a weird week um, with uh, the death of Kobe Bryant. Um, it's 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 definitely it's been rough. Uh, it was kind of it was kind of a shadow that hung over the Royal Rumble because. The Royal Rumble proceeded um, as scheduled as it should have, uh, but it was just a weird week, man. How, how have you been hanging a- ab- in there? Absolutely, and and not just. I mean, and, and for us in, in terms of the wrestling world, it, it that his death did overshadow uh, the events that transpired this past week, but also really throughout um, everything else in general. I mean, you look at you look at basketball, especially basketball has definitely hit, took a huge impact, um, especially with the Lakers this past week. Uh, they were supposed to play on Tuesday against the Clippers, but that came, that game got postponed. Uh, they played yesterday against the Portland Trailblazers, and um, before the game, they did a really touching tribute to Kobe Bryant. Um, even if you're not a basketball fan or a Kobe fan, for that matter, I strongly recommend you check out the pregame show. They did a very touching tribute. Yeah, uh, go out of your way and watch it. I I strongly recommend it. I was I was driving. I was actually driving by the Staples Center. Like I was on the freeway, and traffic was like really bad i feel like every, oh yeah everyone was just listening to it and we were all crying on the freeway together uh really sad that you know we lost not only kobe bryant but his daughter and uh six other people that were on were on that helicopter uh that crashed in calabasas yes a total of nine people did pass away on sunday morning um and it, it has it's uh, still being investigated as far as what determined the, the um the cause of the accident but um i remember um driving home saturday night we were coming back from your show and realized how foggy it was, and I'm just like, dude, this just it's, it was not a good sight. Like, it was unsafe to be on the road. So I just imagine it was much worse to be out um, in flying the, in the in the clouds in the clouds, especially. And apparently, it was like that all morning. It was like that all all morning into um, into the early hours. And uh, un- unfortunately, um, you know, we we, lo- we lost a legend, and we lost eight other people as well. Um, it's just it, it's, and it's still like I I'm still like. In I don't say I'm almost in denial as far I I'm I'm right there with you I still can't believe I it. still can't believe it either like it's been it's been almost a week and I still don't believe it. I I don't think that he he, he passed away I was um, at a I was at a baby shower um when we all found out and I I feel bad for my cousin because um it was supposed to be her day and it was all everyone, anyone could talk about everyone was just on their phones. absolutely I feel like the world stopped um I I couldn't believe it um I I can't remember like someone's death i mean obviously there's tragedies like you know uh the las vegas shooting and the uh, and like 9 11 um but like a singular person like a uh an enigma like kobe bryant a sports uh, icon like kobe bryant i mean you'd have to look back and um maybe go back to um maybe this is like for us like our generations uh, roberto clemente when he when he died uh, yeah that was really sad that to me was probably like the one i could probably compare to the most because it happened under similar situations they both died in a plane crash um helping people helping people absolutely um 
Clemente, I think that happened in the early 70s, and, you know, of course, it's happened now. So that's really the closest thing I would compare it to. I mean, there's, like, Prince and Michael Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. Those two as well. Uh, but, that, you know, the, there's kids involved, uh, which, I mean, makes it way, like, worse. Obviously, losing Kobe is a big deal, but all the other people that were on that plane, that, you know, that I... I don't know. I've just I've been really struggling with with everything. Like, like it makes me think of my own mortality. You know, absolutely it makes me think of uh, just how life is just so fragile, dude. And we do things without thinking. You know, everything. Eh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, I I do that on the daily. Um, and it's just uh, you know, Kobe was more than just like a basketball player. He he, in his retirement, imagine like he played for twenty years in the league. Was enjoying in one his retirement city. in one city that one no team. one no one does that, um, let alone like someone as great as him staying in in one city, um, and this is what he meant to L.A. You know he he was on one team for twenty years. His work ethic is second to none. It, it was on it was a Jordan esque level. He was always the first person to be in practice, last person to leave, and you hear about like no days off, the hardest working person in the wor- in the room. Kobe exemplified that. He, he was up at 3 in the morning. 3, 4 in the morning. Practicing. Practicing, jogging, getting ready, exercising. He he had a strict regimen that he kept for um, a good portion of his NBA career and even a little bit after his career. He was very dedicated to his craft. And that's where um, and that's where the fans respected the most. Was, was Even if you don't like him as a basketball player, per se, the fact that he worked so hard at his craft. Uh, he was also doing a lot for soccer in the world of soccer. Uh, he's also d- did a lot for women's women's sports in general too. Absolutely, um, he was a uh, he was a big investor. He he probably single handedly saved the WNBA um, by you know investing in in the teams um, because Gianna was going to be a big NBA WNBA star. Um, she she was she, she was, was she had that Mamba mentality. Um, if you watch interviews, Kobe would just love talking about how 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 she has the Mamba mentality and how she's a competitor and how she's just got the hang of like she's got it. He would he's he would say like my other daughters I don't know what they're gonna do but Gianna like she's got it. Um, so it was really it's really sad. Um, it's it's analogous to um, with, with Gianna to a because um, she is a third she would be a she's like a third generation yeah in, a player like. Um, her dad obviously was Kobe Bryant, and her grandfather was uh, Joe Jellybean Bryant, who also played for the NBA. So she has that lineage as far as basketball being in her um, in her blood. So she could have been something. Um, she could have been something great one day, but um, unfortunately, life took a tragic turn, and um, it, it's really hard for me to put the, put put this into words right now. I'm sure, as, as you can all tell, that now I'm, I'm having difficulty trying to. to Talk about the situation. You are too, as well. Yeah, and I mean, we're we're both sports fans. Um, NBA is not my top sport, but I know you follow the league pretty closely. Um, and it's just really, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. I the fact that it's still it's almost a week later, and we're still shocked and can't really put the words together. No um, one, everyone is having like the same reaction. They just don't. They don't. They don't. They they didn't. They don't believe it. Um, sad. Um, they feel like they they've lost a legend. There's a Kobe-sized hole in LA now. Yes, and I feel like we all feel it. Nothing's gonna replace that. But you know, 
we got to celebrate the man. We got to have that Mahler mentality. I, I, I have plans to just put up something in my house uh, to remind myself. Uh, you know, what would Kobe do? And with great tribute. And um, the one thing I noticed during this whole week, the one person who has been impacted um, the most, aside from his family, was Jerry West. Oh, when man. I would he see could, his, when oh. I'd see him in interviews, he just could not. Um, I mean, first, I mean, first of all, he did the best job he could to compose himself. And at, in, in that situation, I thought he did a great job. He was very elegant. Um, he put Kobe over tremendously. Um, he could barely get the words out. Yeah, he could barely get the words out. But even in that situation, he did the best he could. Uh, and second of all, you look at the interviews that he's done, you could tell how much he, Kobe meant to him. He was like a, he was like a son. Exactly. Um, have we heard from Phil Jackson yet? I haven't heard anything as far as... Um, Phil's statement. Um, Phil's got to be devastated. I'm sure he dude. is. Um, he wasn't at the game last night. He wasn't at the game last night. Um, Shaq obviously was Shaq very is, devastated. He's taking it really hard. He's taking it really hard, um, and and rightfully so. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, if you guys, like I said, if you guys get a chance, even if you're not a Laker fan or a basketball fan, check out that pregame um, ceremony uh, tribute to Kobe's uh, legacy. Um, this whole week's just pretty much been a morning in Los Angeles. It's been a week of mourning. Yeah. Um, God, so sad. Um, but you know, we Kobe would want us to keep going. Absolutely. Um, I, I I doubt he he you know listened to the podcast, <laughs> but um, you know, Kobe would. I don't know. I don't know. We just gotta keep keep going, man. A- absolutely. Um, this one's for Kobe. Yeah, this definitely this one's for Kobe and our hearts go out to everybody uh affected by this. Um I don't even I don't know I don't know how to segue. It's out it's of that. difficult to segue from from that into um into the podcast itself, but do what you can, man. Thank you everyone listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Ah, I got to pump up the the energy somehow because I got to, you know, get get through this, guys. Um it, it, it's been it's been a difficult week, but um, we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. We um, especially with the fallout from um, not only from the Royal Rumble, but also from um, Worlds Collide. It's it's definitely been a big week. And um, did you watch Worlds Collide? I did, as a matter of fact. Um, I only had time to watch the the opening match, um, but I heard it was okay. You know, overall, it, it it's a good show from um, beginning to end. Um, I didn't find anything that was that 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 was terrible. Um, the one thing that was a drawback, though, was the fact that not a lot of people know the talent from the NXT UK brand, and I think that did hurt the show a little bit. That's a yeah, it's a big thing, and I feel like the NXT UK brand, other than Walter, they don't have star power. It, you know, like they don't have like a a Roman Reigns or a uh, Adam Cole to, like, to a lesser extent. Like, they you know have I mean? the they have the talent there as far as the talent that could become. Um, main eventers one day become superstars um walter obviously is a main eventer um he's he's the top guy in, not a main eventer event. but a main eventer yeah exactly. a real main event a real main eventer. not a wednesday night main eventer yeah exactly he has the talent um and then you look at future talent as well i mean two two people come to mind when it comes to future talent um tony storm number one tony in fact, storm. i think she should be i think she should be ready to come up to the main roster i mean at least at least nxt at least go to nxt yeah. at least go to nxt uh and uh number two if they play their cards right uh tyler Bate. tyler Bate to me i feel is like because they started off with uh pete dunn and tyler Bate, um and pete dunn obviously got the major rub on that but don't discount pete dunn because he's he's 
just as good, if not better, than than uh, Tyler Bate. You mean Tyler Bate is better? Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't sleep on Tyler Bate. Absolutely um, not. Mastered, masturbate. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for Vince to get his teeth into that one. Oh God, I hope not. Masturbate. I have your tea ready. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, but yeah, Worlds Collide. Uh, I, t- I I knew a couple people that went there. Uh, they they were at both shows, um, and yeah, they were just like, yeah, it was okay. Uh, but you know, I was expecting the Dusty Classic to finish at Worlds Collide. Why did they wait till NXT to do it? Because it was literally NXT versus NXT UK. That's a good question, and um, I I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that because you look at um the the finalists, and the finalists were um. It was uh, the Broserweights. The Broserweights versus um, Grizzled Young Veterans. Yes, and I don't think either of them did have a match on the show. I'm trying to. I'm looking at my notes real quick, and no, it looks like they didn't because I didn't. I didn't see. Um, I didn't see either four of those guys on on um, the World's Collide event. So they could have easily done. Maybe that was the original plan, but then they realized they had maybe too many matches, and they they ran out of time, and that's why they probably put it on um, NXT the following Wednesday. And also, you got to think about it as well. They, their mindset is also they're trying to beat AEW, so maybe they figured like that match will put them over AEW that week. That was really the one standout of NXT this week, and we'll get into the whole show. Absol- absolutely. Um, but uh, let, let's let's talk about the Rumble, and then we'll get into into some Dick Sturdy news. Yeah. Um. Actually, real quick, I just want to go back to um to Worlds Collide. Um, oh yeah. Over, let's talk about overall, that, yeah. great show. Like I said, um. If you were to watch one match, definitely watch Mustache Mountain versus DIY. That was the match of the night oh, for me. Okay. And also um, the fate the the four on four match. Um, in the beginning, Alexander Wolf did get legitimately hurt. He had to be um, pulled out of the match. Oh no. Yeah, it looked like he 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 got hurt really bad. He took a, some kind of concussion. Or? Probably a concussion. Oh, um, no. He took a double team move by from from Red Dragon, and um, Ref immediately threw up the X, and he had to been uh, he had been sent to the back, but. I think that saved. I, I think the match ended up being better for him because um, it just dominated. It just showed Walter out, and Walter was red hot when he got the tag. The fans were going crazy for the guy. Um, the fans love Walter. No, he's a beast. He is a beast. Uh, uh, okay, would you rather? Let's see. How do I? How do I put this? Would you rather take a chop from Walter? The latter. <laughs> the latter. I, I do not want to get chopped by Walter. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> or suck his dick. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good question, dude. That is a good question. Fuck. I feel like the latter he's going to chop me after <laughs> if I do a poor job. So oh. I think either way I'm going to get chopped, right? Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Okay. So I, might get, I might get chopped uh, by his dick. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather suck his dick than get chopped yeah. by him. Yeah. Oh, man. Because <laughs> you could die. You could easily cave in your chest. Yeah, ask Adam Cole how his chest feeling after that. Oh, was it was it brutal or what? It looked bad. Uh Jesus Christ, dude. But I mean, Imperium versus Undisputed Era, those are the two big biggest factions in the developmental or whatever NXT I is. I mean, not not just not just in not just in NXT, but I think overall in WWE. Yeah, I mean, look at Okay, Walter's dope, right? And we kind of discount the rest of Imperium, but Fabian Eichner is sick as fuck. I like Eichner. And Marcel Barthel. Both those Barthel. guys those guys working as a tag team are awesome. Don't sleep on those guys. Uh Alexander Wolf I mean, I'm always gonna remember him from Sanity, uh, but he's great in his own right. And I think that's the problem is that a lot of the fans still remember from Sanity, and they don't give him enough credit. And Imperium is trying to help him rebrand himself as, "Hey, I'm no longer I'm no longer a part of Sanity. This is who I am now." Yeah. Um. Hopefully that works. Hopefully, you know, being with Walter does help help him out in the long run. 
Um, and then we had a uh, Rhea Ripley beating Tony Storm. Uh, I thought that match was was okay. I was expecting I was expecting more out of that match. I just I I don't know. It just seemed like it was it was just there. Um, Rhea won. Uh, Rhea looked dominant as always. But like I said, dude, I think that this might be the beginning where Tony Storm is finally going to go to um, to NXT proper. She needs to get out of the UK, Brad. Yeah, um, th- that's one thing that NXT does. They definitely. Uh, cherry pick whoever's hot in NXT UK and that 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 sucks for them because they you know they build up someone like a like a Pete Dunne or a uh, Rhea Ripley and they're doing awesome in UK and then the NXT is like oh we'll take them now um and then uh something that was really weird Jordan Devlin is your new NXT Cruiserweight champion yes did not see that coming at I all. didn't I didn't see that coming at all and I'm not understanding why they, they went just ahead. put it on Garza they did and they changed his character they did and then they changed it again. And they changed the belt. <laughs> and they changed the belt. So is this going to be on NXT UK now, or does he get to come over, and are they bringing him over? That's a good question. Uh, again, we don't know. Um, I don't know why they went ahead and dropped uh, have Garza drop the belt. Maybe they figured there'll probably be more money in him chasing the belt. But I thought they, they already did a good enough job with the chase. They don't need to do it again. But this, but maybe they want to put it on the UK, uh, maybe on the UK brand for now to get more talent over, perhaps. Maybe, maybe. Um, we'll see. I mean, I I figured the the NXT uh, cruiserweight belt is like both the UK and the US brand could fight over it, so it'd be like an inner brand belt. But yeah, uh, Swerve looked pretty good in this match. He did. Um, uh, overall, it was a great. It was a good match. All four guys looked. They looked great, but I just the ending though it just was like I just I don't know what they were gonna do. Aja Jackanoff uh, <laughs> gets beat by Finn Balor. Uh, I I thought it was I thought it was a good match. That was the one match I did see. Um, it was a good match, but like again, like that's the thing with like the UK brand. Not a lot of people know the talent, especially with. I don't uh, know who Jackanoff was. Who Jackanoff was? Yeah, no one knew who he was. Uh, but he looks sick. He, I don't know how he wrestles in those contacts. Uh, but. He he definitely looks like he could be on the same level as the Finn Balor. Um, Absolutely, let's give him some more seasoning. I think he's gonna do great. Uh, let's get into the Royal Rumble. Uh, I thought this show was one of the best shows of the decade. The best WWE shows in in the decade. It was the first show of the decade. It was the first paper. Yeah, I get. Yeah. But um, no, I'm I'm just kidding. Um, I thought the Royal Rumble was one of the better best Royal Rumbles I've seen in a very long time. In a very long time, I would the agree. The card and the booking of the Men's Royal Rumble is specifically. Uh, I thought it, I thought a lot of people were complaining about it. I loved uh, the whole thing. But let's start from the bottom, yeah? Yeah. and um, Oh, and, and then we drew. So you're looking at your reigning, defending, undisputed pay-per-view champion of the world, of the Put Me Over Ranch. Um, sorry, sorry, Dickie Boy. Maybe <laughs> next time. There's always next time. There's always plenty of time. Get that mama mentality. It's all right. It's all right. I ain't mad. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> Get uh, your wins while you have them, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm going to lose it eventually. Uh, Shorty G rocking uh, Laker colors, which, I mean, the Fitt- seems- a fitting tribute. To- Se- seamstress must have been sewing her fingers off trying to get that gear together. Absolutely. And, and, um, not just Shorty G, but it looked like MVP also was wearing some purple and glow with his, um, did you notice he was wearing some purple and glowed? As uh, well? He did his Black Panther thing. Back, uh, that's right, Black Panther. Yeah. I could have sworn he did have a little bit of purple glowed on in in there as well. Maybe, maybe. But either way, though, but definitely um, the Shorty G tribute I, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
pretty much it was it was a glorified squash match for Sheamus. I mean, I I expected Sheamus to win that match. There was no way he would return and have him lose to Shorty G. That made it would make no sense at all. I thought Shorty G was gonna eke out a win because um, he he's a little guy. He's he's trying. Oh, put that in quotes. Um, but I don't know Chad Gable. I don't know he he's better than this. Um, Absolutely. I thought he they they're gonna you know maybe they're building that up for for another day. Um, Andrade. Uh, retained the U.S. title. Uh, Roman Reigns beat King Corbin, and they had the perfect opportunity. I feel like I fantasy booked myself into a shoot on this one, brother. Um, they could have b- started banging his head on the trash can, maybe, or something to do a little homage. At one point, um, he there's a porta potty on wheels for some reason. First porta potty on wheels I've ever seen. Uh, Corbin gets thrown into it, and we've been taught that whenever you go in a porta potty, you, you should be covered in something, whether it be shit. Or blue. Some like, sort of fluid. Yeah. Uh zero. There was nothing. Oh, it uh, must have been it must have been a brand new porta potty. Must have, must have been and brand new. They didn't call it porta potty. What did they call it? They called it something. I have no idea. They they I definitely really hear the they didn't call it a porta potty or a John or or a shitter. But they <laughs> called it something, dude. I would have loved to hear Michael Cole call it a shitter. <laughs> oh god, that would be <laughs> he great. just threw him in the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> the big dog is pushing Corbin Den the shitter. You know Vince wants to say that, but he can't. And it's like, oh damn it. Oh god damn it, pal. Perfect opportunity. <laughs> uh I thought the Files County Anywhere match was good. Um not, I mean I, I, I didn't really care for it. You didn't really it. care for I, it? I've seen the match. I'm gonna keep seeing the match. Uh, Unfortunately, it, it this is purgatory, but for both of them, they they did put out a good effort. I'll give them that. Uh Bailey versus Lacey Evans. What do you think about this shitter? That to me was probably the worst match on the card. Uh, I just it did not care for 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 this match at all. It was quick. It was boring. Like there was nothing to it. I feel like I didn't feel like Lacey was going to win that match. Um, it, it wasn't the time for her to. to and I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Um, but again, what do you do with Bailey at this point? Like, um, where does she go from here? Well, we'll get into who she's going to feud with. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. During SmackDown. Um, and then you had Dan and Brian. I thought this was match of the night versus The Fiend. By far the best Fiend match. Um, easily. By by far. Uh, Brian got a lot of offense in and um, kicked the shit out of his dick. He did. Uh, he gave him like 10 kicks in the dick. Uh, Whooped him. If there's one thing that we learned is that The Fiend has nards. Um, that's a shout out to... Uh, Never mind. Hey, oh. Um, but yeah, no, the. Uh, that seems like the weakness for a lot of these monsters. Like Brock and the Fiend is if, if, you, if you can't hurt him, kick him in the dick. Dude, that's, that's, what, I've, and that's double, what I've been told. And double for Brock because Brock hasn't learned his lesson yet. You think by now he'd smart enough <laughs> and wear a fucking cup. You would think everyone would be wearing a cup these days. No. Well, especially Brock since he gets hit in the dick quite a bit. <laughs> um, dick City, bitch. <laughs> Uh, Becky Lynch beats Oscar by submission. Uh, don't like seeing Oscar tap out, but the right person won this match. Right person did win this match. Um, you had to tell the story with Becky redeeming her win. I agree with you. It shouldn't have been by a submission, um, especially that easily to Oscar. It was I, like an instant tap too. It wasn't. It, she didn't like fight out of it. It, it was. It, it was almost. It, it almost equated to when Charlotte beat Oscar at the Royal Rumble two years ago, and Oscar tapped to the figure eight. Yeah. And I thought that was that was not that was not a good decision to have not only Charlotte win but to have Oscar tap. It made her look and it made her not look so good and break the streak. I know streaks are meant to be broken, but god damn it, pal. that wasn't the right time to break the streak. But no, um, that 
that we're, we'll go, we'll go into that. Like that's like topic for down the road um, to to talk about. Let's talk about the women's rumble. Yes. Um, now keep in mind we're not we're not going in the match order. We're just going based off like from the least important to the most important matches. Yeah. Um, Bianca Belair. What a badass she was in this match. She looked great in this match. Uh, uh, she eliminated eight people, lasted over thirty minutes. Um, she, we we were playing a game like a it was like a bounty game. So we drew numbers, right? And then each each time someone eliminated someone, you would get their you would get their it would be worth a dollar or three dollars. Okay. Um, so when Bianca Belair was throwing everyone out, I was just cleaning house. I mean, yeah. I didn't. Ha- we didn't have that bounty in the women's rumble. We only had it for the men's. But if I did, I would have won a lot of money because Bianca threw out eight people. So what's eight times three? Twenty-four. 24. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, Triple Ocho. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that I I thought I thought she looked great. Uh, Mighty Molly came walking down to the ring like they forgot her dipping sauce for her son's chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, and then who else? If you take a look at the Rumble, it, it like it was um, definitely NXT definitely had its uh, fair share of um, participants they, in there. It looked they like had to. They I'm had looking to at all at this, this yellow because last week when we broke down the, uh, the the Royal Rumble, there were only nine entrants. Seven. That, seven. There's only seven people announced. Seven people were announced, and you look at out of the thirty, how many of them were NXT? We have one, two, three, about uh, probably twelve or thirteen around there. So Almost half. About. Uh, Almost half, definitely more than the third, were of NXT. So NXT definitely had its um, fingers around this rumble. Yeah. Um, and then you had. Uh, not not only did um did um Bianca Barrett look great, I also thought Shayna Baszler toward the end looked uh, dominant as well. And oh. you, had, you had to put her in a dominant situation as well. Yeah, they both had eight eliminations. Eight eliminations. I mean, of course, Bianca did it in. Um, half an hour whereas Shayna only did it in less than five minutes but um, they're both equally impressive yeah she, Bianca was basically the Brock Lesnar and of this uh women's rumble because she there was times she was just waiting for her next person to come out uh didn't think she was gonna win but she definitely had a great showing uh and I think that's just as important let's talk about entrant number 29 Santina Morella why the fuck did they do this why why so, so there. So the so the surprise appearances on the Rumble were Mighty Molly, uh, Santina Morella, you just mentioned, and Kelly Kelly. Those were the surprises. Those were the surprises. Well, I mean, the the people that aren't in NXT. There was there was a lot of NXT surprises, but uh, but as far as like not outside of NXT, like yeah, the the, the legends because you get those special occasions. Um, Kelly Kelly did absolutely nothing for me in the Rumble. Zero. She was just, she she was just there. She didn't like look good doing her spots at, at all. And Santina Morella, even worse. Uh, she was just, I mean, he was, she, she was there. Um, they definitely wasted that spot for, they could have used that for someone else instead. That just reeks of Vince McMahon uh, needing, uh, I don't, I don't get, I don't get what the purpose was this. It wasn't funny. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't no, make it me. Didn't. It it definitely brought down the rumble, if anything. Um, not only that, but the the person that won, Charlotte Flair. We know Charlotte won the 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 win, women's rumble. Um, I I'm not a fan of that. I I think they did that because um, if you look at the final four participants, it was or the the final four was um, Shayna, Charlotte, uh, Beth Phoenix, and Natalia. And there was a spot where um, Beth Phoenix was in it, and so was Natalia. 
and they probably did that as a tribute, like to um, not only to, to 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 Beth Phoenix and Natalia's a tag team, but also Beth Phoenix and Santino Morella. Remember, they were kind of an on-screen couple back in the day. Yeah, which very few people remembered. And I was wondering why is uh why why is Beth Phoenix still in this match? She had a huge gash on her head. She did. Uh, her blonde hair turned red. She looked like Ric Flair. Um, she was challenging the, her <laughs> nature boy. Uh, but. It looked really bad. It was like dark blood red. Um, so I don't know how that happened, but I was like, get her out of this match. So they kept her in this match so she can have this moment with Santina. Is that I, what I'm I, getting? I guess so. Um, I thought Shayna Baszler was going to win. Uh, Charlotte Flair wins. And where do they go from here, Dick? What do they that's, do? That's a good question. Because uh, if I have to see Charlotte versus Becky or Charlotte versus Bailey, they've both been there. We've both been there, done that. Um, I have no interest in seeing Charlotte versus Becky again, and I have even less of an interest to see uh, Charlotte versus um, versus uh, Bailey. Um, I think the wrong person absolutely did win the Rumble. Um, sh- since Ronda wasn't in there, Shayna was going to be my backup choice. Um, as you picked Shayna to be your choice to win, I was feeling good about it too. They like, should have oh. gone with Shayna. They should have done it. Um, I mean. Anybody, I think. Well, not anybody, but they could have given that spot to Bianca. I thought B- maybe Bianca could have could have uh, ran with that, or you know, um, it's just I don't know, low hanging fruit. We'll, we'll I talk guess. about why they went ahead and, and went with Charlotte, and when we talk about the men's rumble, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into that. Let's get into that right there. To me, I thought the men's rumble that it's probably been the best rumble I've seen in a long time. It's I would go that far, yeah. It's probably been the best men's rumble in in years. They told the story from the beginning all the way through the end. Um, Brock Lesnar was just killing dudes. Um, there was a lot of guys that weren't even in there for a full minute, and then he, Brock just had no. to wait and wait and wait and wait for his next people to come out. Um, it was nice to see MVP. I thought him and Shelton had a, a nice moment. Um, Let's talk about Brock's eliminations. So, Brock entered at number one. He eliminated Elias, Eric Rowan, Robert Roode, John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, Rey Mysterio, Big E, Cesaro, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, MVP, Keith Lee, and Braun Strowman. 13 eliminations in basically under under half an hour. Yeah. That is dominant. Um, they, they booked him really strong. Um, and at one point, I, I got to give myself props for this. I was like, dude, because at one point it was um, Ricochet, Biggie, and Rey Mysterio all fighting um, Brock Lesnar. And I was like, dude, this looks like Thanos in the Avengers. Absolutely. He was literally Thanos out there. And right after I said that, Corey Graves said the exact same he thing. He said exactly the same thing, too. Uh, so I thought that was... Uh, I, I patted myself on the back for that. Well, I think we we're all thinking that that, that same um, mentality as well. So it, it was it was like... It was obvious. Uh, um, but not taking away... Um, not, not taking away your um, what you were thinking I as know. well. Come on, man. Hey, no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm, giving you cre- I'm giving you credit. Be I'm a giving, good brother, I'm giving dude. you credit, dude. Uh, MVP. It was nice to see him back. That was that was cool. That was a cool surprise. Uh, apparently, he is no he he's just he was just there for the Rumble and Raw the next night. But when Keith Lee and Brock stepped into the ring and they stood toe to toe, I I thought there was a change in the match. There was a change Keith in the Lee match, and it was like it had that big match feel. Like I would love to see a Keith Lee Brock Lesnar match. I think that would be a great match. I love when Brock was like and it cut to Brock and he's like, oh, a big boy. Yeah. Uh, that 
and it was cool to see these little dream matches that we've we've wanted to see. I mean, I wanted to see Cesaro and and Brock have an interaction. Absolutely, and they could have told that story, but um, that was they never picked. They never put Cesaro in that picture. They I thought they could have gone back to that well. How Cesaro was a Paul Heyman guy back in the day, and he never got the fair treatment. They could have told that story. But yeah, something. Um, one thing that I did learn from this Royal Rumble, other than Brock Lesnar being a beast, is John Morrison is going to be in that mid-card jabroni role. He lasted nine seconds in this Rumble. You just brought him back. Why are you making him out to be you know, fodder for Brock Lesnar? I feel like he could have done a lot more in this Rumble. We've seen him have great moments in the Rumble along with Kofi. Um it just felt like they w- they could have put the Miz there, or someone, someone that could be fodder, because I feel like you know Morrison has potential to be great. Um, in in ring, he's a great he's a great talent, but I don't think WWE sees him in that light. Um, even with all the years he's been gone from the company, and he's been main event not only in um, in Lucha Underground, but he was also the uh, he was also the Impact World Champion as well. So he's been the top guy in multiple companies. Yeah. Um, I just saw him about wrestling back in August. But have you noticed uh, conspicuous by his absence when Brock was in there was Matt Riddle? Yeah, tell tell me what happened. I th- I heard there was like a fight backstage. There was um there it wasn't much of a fight, but um Brock did go up to Matt Riddle um backstage, and basically I mean did tell him literally like this, but basically said um just stop talking about me. This shit ain't gonna happen. In in, in those words, basically um. He's not gonna have a match. He's not gonna have a match with Matt Riddle, and um, Riddle for years has been talking, or not for years, but for a good while or so, has been talking about wanting to be the guy that ends Brock Lesnar, and I could see that happening if they play their cards right. But Matt Riddle, he's been known to rub people the wrong way. Um, I mean, he did it with Goldberg. Goldberg does not like him at all. <laughs> I'm and not it, your bro. Yeah, I'm not your bro, and it's no secret Matt Riddle is not a fan of Bill Goldberg. Um, Brock Lesnar apparently is not a, a fan of Matt Riddle as well. Do you think he has some heat? Because he only lasted 40 seconds in this Rumble. He, I mean, for that, a is, surprise, that is a short time. For a surprise entrant, just to get uh, knocked out. Not only by not not by the person that won or Brock Lesnar, but by King Corbin, dude. Yeah, that's a... Uh, you know, 40 seconds is a short time. I think I wasn't bothered... By the fact that Corbin eliminated him because that was one way to get monster heat on him, and heat's and Corbin's a heat magnet for better or worse. Yes. So I'm okay with him being eliminated by Corbin. Um, just 40 seconds old was a short time. I mean, because you re- didn't really get to see a whole lot of what he can do. Yeah. Um, and then so, we got to talk about entrant number 21, the surprise entrance that was rumored for a long time. Edge. Denied. You denied. 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 And then you had to. You hear the. You think you know me. And the fucking roof, the blue off of that erupted. Um, I thought Ed, I thought we saw the last of Edge uh, when he had his retirement speech. Uh, yeah, I mean, he and had that match with Del Rio, right, for the world title at WrestleMania, and then retired the next night. Um, yeah, and that was WrestleMania. I want to say that was WrestleMania twenty. What what year was two thousand eleven? Two thousand eleven. I think it's. Tw- uh, two th- I think that's uh, Mania twenty seven, if I'm not mistaken, because it wasn't. It wasn't at WrestleMania twenty eight. That's for sure. No, it wasn't, because I was at that one and I didn't see that. I think it was. Or was it twenty six? No, no, it was twenty seven because Shawn Michaels retired. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. I remember things. Um, I thought we saw his last match. 
spinal stenosis is no joke. It it is not. Um, and um, you know, that's another thing with Edge. He's really selling that neck, and it's scary every single time I see him grab it. It is. But at the same time, I mean, there was no way that he was not going to be cleared if the, if there was an issue with his neck. So oh no, he's he's got to be fine. He's he they he, would he's not fine. clear him. He is one hundred percent fine. I mean, take a look at the at SummerSlam this past year when he took when he did the spear on Eli- was it Elias? Yes. There was no way WWE was going to let him do that spear if no. they knew that he was having still having the problems with the neck. Once I saw him do that spear, I'd figure okay, maybe maybe something is going to happen with Edge. Um, I didn't really think about him being entered in the rumble it was rumored for a while but edge kept denying it because they didn't want it he didn't want it leak out for whatever reason um and it, it was worth it because when he came out the the well there was no roof first of all but um the place was just going crazy loudest pop of the night. loudest pop of the night um it's been 10 years it was a 10-year anniversary of him winning the 2010 rumble People were crying. People were crying. I mean, it was an emotional moment, not only for him, but also for the fans as well. It was great seeing Edge back. I thought he looked great. He he looked great throughout the um, throughout the um, Rumble. Um, and then we get into really like, I think really when you get to like the last five, I mean, um, you got Roman in there. Um, you got Kevin Owens, Aleister Black, Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins. Uh, I thought for sure Roman was going to win this. I thought so too, and you could tell the fans <laughs> did not want Roman to win. No, I felt like they would have rioted if Roman won. Uh, luckily, Drew McIntyre finally is going to get his moment. He did, and uh, the right it was the right move to have Drew win the Rumble. Uh, you had to go with you had to go with someone who was unproven, and um, and he eliminated uh, Roman. And he eliminated Roman Reigns as well. So that was a big that was a that was a big rub right there. Uh, we also forgot to mention that he also eliminated Brock Lesnar as well. With the Claymore. With the Claymore. And I like that. Remember Ricochet on Raw got jobbed out. Uh, he got low blowed by Brock. Yeah. And he gave him a receipt at the Rumble, which led to the Claymore out of the ring. Um, Brock Lesnar just sells like a beast, dude. When he sells, yes, he does. Uh, like, he just throws his body like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Um, but, yeah, I thought overall I would give this uh, Rumble, uh, I'd give it a good A-. minus. That's a, that's a fair grade. Uh, the right the right person did win. Um, the original report, the original plan for the Rumble, reported by the Wrestling Observer newsletter, was that it was supposed to be Roman and Shayna were the original winners to the Rumble. So we were right. So that was the original plan. Yeah. And um, toward a couple weeks ago, that's when plan the plans changed to Charlotte and to um, and to Drew. Now. I can understand Drew winning the Rumble because I think you want to have a new match ready for. I didn't win the Rumble for um for for Drew McIntyre. Oh, I thought so you Drew meant, McIntyre. I thought you meant Andrew Gomez. No, 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 no. Maybe next year, bud. Maybe, maybe next year. And I want to be entered. That was the right 69. move. The right move was to. Have <laughs> oh man, have a seventy-man Rumble. <laughs> Jesus Christ, May, might as well have it like World War Three, three rings. That'd be dope. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But um. The right person run, I think you have to have Drew McIntyre win the Rumble because you need to establish him as a star. I also would have been okay with Keith Lee winning. Um, that too as well. Um, Roman didn't need to win the Rumble because there's always another way to get to him and his match. Um, in fact, um, Drew didn't even need to win the Rumble because you gave him that moment with him eliminating Brock. I thought they were going to go with that route. I thought so too. But I thought that, okay, now we're going to go McIntyre versus Brock. They were staring each other down for the rest of the match. Absolutely. Um, 
they can do their thing, and then Roman can win the Rumble and challenge the Fiend. I thought for sure that's what they. But were But they stuck to their guns. Had Drew have Drew win the Rumble, make him look like a legitimate contender for Brock, and that's the right move. Um, so Drew is going to challenge Brock for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. That's the right move right there. I would not have him go against the Fiend. It may, would make no sense at all. So Drew versus Brock at Mania is the right call. How now, about a uh, now Charlotte though? Now this is where it gets a little interesting. Like why Charlotte? It's got to be. She's got to challenge Rhea Ripley. At this point, that's the plan, and the plan is to have her go to NXT and to challenge uh, Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship, and to get the NXT Championship on WrestleMania. I'm all for that. I'm I, 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 that, for that's awesome. that, and, I, and I'm all for that because that's the only plan that they can do. Unless you have Ronda win at the at the Elimination Chamber, you get Ronda versus Charlotte. Now I don't know if Ronda's going to come back anytime soon. Um. She was on Corey Gray's podcast, and um, he pay, he basically said expect Ronda back sooner than later. So she could be getting ready to so she could to be make her main return. Then. So okay. it could be Ronda and Charlotte, the match that no one wanted last year. That should not be the match. It's got to be Becky. It has to be Becky. That match has to be Becky. And I thought you could tell that story with Ronda winning the Rumble, but um, she wasn't even was she she wasn't even at the Rumble, was she? Nope. No. Or um, even have Shayna win, and you could you could go with Shayna and Becky, which is probably going to be the WrestleMania match, by the way. Sh- what Charlotte and Becky? No, um, Ronda and um, I'm sorry, um, Shayna and Becky, and Charlotte and um, Rhea, which oh, yeah. leaves Bailey as the odd woman out once again. What do you do with her? Maybe, maybe uh. Sasha gets healthy. And if Sasha gets match. healthy in time, yes, I could see that happening. I think you could go back to that story. Um, one thing I, I did want to talk about, too, was the fact that after nine years of being gone, we're finally going to get to see Edge in the ring. He's going to spear someone, and then Kevin Dunn's like, oh, wait, I want to get a shot of the crowd real quick, and totally botch that spot. So Edge had to give another spear because they, the camera fucked up. Or not the camera, but Kevin Dunn switched the camera four to pan on... Who, whoever was in charge of... Kevin Dunn. It was Kevin Dunn, whoever it was. Um, great botch, by the way. Um, about, as, about as good as uh, how they messed up AJ Styles' debut in 2016. <laughs> they focused on Roman Reigns. Oh, Jesus. Because of course they did that. Um, great Rumble. Let's get into the... O- overall, great Rumble. I agree with you. Um, I want to take this moment now that um, we can to talk about our sponsors real quick for the week. Let's give it up to lapelliad.com. If, if you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapelliad.com. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER. And in turn, that website will put you over. And you'll get 20% off your entire order. Uh, they just dropped some 92 Rumble shirts. Um, so definitely hop on that. Um, also, make sure you go check out Grudge Match Brand and Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram. Turn on them notifications because they are going to be dropping hot fire coming up. And I, I both both companies, Lapelia and um, Grudge Match, make sure you turn on notifications because it's mania season, baby. So they're going to be dropping hot fire coming up very soon. And also, if you're in the market for some wrestling merchandise from your favorite podcast, go to PutMeOver.com. You thought I was going to say a different podcast, didn't you? Uh, I hope this is your favorite podcast. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, uh, go to PutMeOver.com for all of your Put Me Over podcast merchandise wants and needs. Um, use our promo code Kofi Forever and get twenty percent off your entire order. And those are our plugs. Now that that's out of the way, uh, Dick, do you have any news? We got a little bit of tidbit news uh, to get out of the way. Um, real quick, uh, we didn't mention about um, AJ Styles. He did suffer an injury. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, let's get into some Dick's dirty news. 
So um, one thing we forgot to mention when we were talking about the rumble was um, there were some um, there were some casualties involved um, specifically with AJ Styles. Uh, looked like he really did hurt himself at the rumble um, when he took that when he took that spear from Edge. Uh, separated shoulder. Separated shoulder. Ouch. Um, he's not gonna be. It's not gonna be like months gone. Um, he should be back for Mania. Uh, but at his hopefully age. he's back in time for Mania. Uh, separated shoulder you can recover from pretty quick. It, now, if it was like a torn rotator cuff, he'd be gone for the year probably. Uh, but AJ's come out and said it was totally his fault. It wasn't Edge's fault. I think he tried to oversell it. He, he said, did. Um, and ended up landing awkwardly on his shoulder. So He wanted to make Edge look like a million bucks doing that move. That's being a good brother. It is. Um, just it was just Unfortunately, it was an accident, and accidents do happen. Um, but AJ Styles, hopefully he recovers in time because I would love, I would hate to see him not be at Mania this year. Um, I figure I think he'd be very helpful for Mania. Just I don't know what you do with him after going into Mania though. But um, at, in the meantime, hopefully he stays healthy. He gets healthy and he comes back uh, quickly. Did you realize AJ Styles? This was his first Rumble since his debut. Now that you mention it, yeah, because um, he wasn't in last year's Rumble because he was the champ. Wasn't he, he was a WWE champion last. Wait, he was. One year he was a WWE champion. I think it was the year that Nakamura won because he was the champion at the so time. So that was last year. 2018. 18, yes. And 2019, was he... I don't remember, but let me let me look it up real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to, to find out. Give me a second. Because this, this, this type of stuff will bother me, and, and like I, I need to know. Because what, he debuted at 2017, 16? 16, you're right. So 2019, he was he wrestled Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship, and 2018 he had a triple threat match, no, a handicap match with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to open up the Rumble that year. Oh, that, I don't remember that at all. I <laughs> thought it was a weird, which which I thought that was looking back weird. at it was was weird. That sounds weird. Um, not only that the WWE title opened up, but also to have a two on one handicap match. And 2007, yeah, all three, yeah, he was in a WWE Championship match for the past three years before that. Yeah, so that's uh, interesting. That's interesting. That's a little stat for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, get well soon, AJ. Hopefully, uh, he can recover from this pretty quick and won't have to miss too much time. Because uh, in the meantime, those good brothers are getting jobbed out like crazy. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, what else we got, Dick? Um, um, big news that did happen this past week um, involving uh, it looks like a shakeup in the corporate ladder of the WWE. Uh, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, they were the co-presidents of um, WWE. They have been removed from power. So You're fired. So they took a vote of confidence. It was it looked like it was Vince and the board of directors, mainly probably more than likely Vince McMahon, because everything runs by Vince at the end of the day. Um, so they were removed. I didn't know that they had a president that wasn't Vince McMahon or co-presidents. You don't have to be... You don't have to be a president to be the top guy, because um, Vince McMahon is the C, the C- CEO and chairman. Yes. Okay. And that um, is the top position in the company. Damn! If only we can get Vince McMahon to fire our president, Donald Trump. Uh, they're they're um, they're they're very good friends. <laughs> can, can can it be as easy as firing George Barrios and Michelle Wilson as it is to fire Donald Trump? Uh, we'll that'd be great. S- uh, we'll see what happens though, but um. Yeah, so damn thing. <laughs> so the, yeah, this week they they were removed from power. Um, 
As far as why they were removed from power, um, rumors have speculated that they seemed like they were not uh, favorites of the whole XFL coming back, and they they did criticize um, the move. Also, at the same time, um, there's also um, we're gonna find out their earnings report coming up pretty soon, and the subscription to the network as well. And there's been speculation that it may be under a million viewers or a million subscribers, rather. Oh, which is uh, which could be a little bit alarming if you think about it. I mean, you look at Disney Plus; it got like tens, of, like tens of millions, tens in, of millions in the first like day. Not even close. Like it's it's not even it's not even fair to compare those two. Um, and then part of it's like, well, why are they losing fans? Uh, why are they losing subscribers on the network? It's simple. NXT is now on USA. Exactly. And that's, that's the number one reason. Why I, that's the only reason I can think of why they're they're going to be losing subscribers is because the show that is ex- well, that was exclusive to the network is now being shown for free on TV. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people are probably sharing passwords too. That too, as well. But I mean, that that was a common problem to since 2014. Um, and there's so, been a lot of problems with the network as well. It's not just um, that, but also like just functionality as well. I've there's always been some sort of issue with the network that they have not fixed yet. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's crazy. Apparently, they were talking shit about XFL on the way out, too. Yeah, which is probably... Which I, I which I could see why, because the XFL last time did not work. Two weeks till kickoff, baby. We'll see how this... How Season this ticket holder, right here. ...turns around. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention was um, the stock. And th- this week, the stock market dig took a big hit. Um, not just in WWE, but also in, in general. Um, one day, the stock market lost 600 points. I think there was outside factors that had to do with it, and it also did affect WWE as well. Um, right now, the stock is at $48. About the same time ago last year, about a year and a half ago, when they announced the contract deals, they were close to $100. What was stock. it before? Well, before it was about $100. Now it's oh. less than half. Oh, shit. So Buy I, now. I mean... At at this point, you if you're you might as well. It might drop a little. But bit But the more. point is that though that they did lose um, more than a billion dollars in market cap when the stock dropped. That is the most they've ever lost <coughs> in the stock market. That's crazy, dude. I remember one one year they lost six hundred fifty million in one day. But whoa, yeah. So they've so when. When this hit, when the news had hit, they lost a billion dollars. I'm just like, wow. Well, that's going to scare investors away. That is going to scare investors away. And I felt maybe when that happened, maybe that that led to the decision of removing those two from power and to see how things have shaken up. But even if you remove those two from power, that's not going to solve um, the problem. You know, there is a real life problem involving the WWE. Number yeah. one, I think the biggest problem that they have, and we've talked about this many times, is... How do you create new fans? That is the biggest problem. More than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you tell good stories. I I really don't know. It it's it's a it's a simple question that it you think has a simple answer, but it it really doesn't. Like, I mean, what do you do at this point? Because you look at your average fan base for the WWE fan. They are in their fifties. <laughs> is that true? Yes. Oh man! The average fan, especially if you look at NXT, you look at the uh, the audience with the, with the statistics for NXT, Raw and SmackDown. The average viewer is over fifty. You know what I think helped WWE WWE a lot in or WWE as Lana calls it. Um, did you Did you hear? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Yeah, she's the hottest woman in WWE. WWE. <laughs> oh God. Um, 
what what worked in their favor was Saturday morning cartoons because I got exposed at a young age to WWF uh, when Superstars was on. Right. I mean, I was already I was keen to the thing to the uh, and and same. I was keen to the wrestling. Obviously, same I, here as well. I knew WrestleMania and everything, but um, that was my only way I could watch uh, WWE was Saturday mornings, uh, Superstars and Wrestling Challenge. You're absolutely right. But you got to keep in mind, though, it's a different era now. I mean, well, it's we, on YouTube now, I guess. It's but. it's on YouTube. It's there is so much more media platforms out there now than there was 30 years. Than there was 20 years ago, 25 years ago. So I think part of it has to do with that. There's a lot more forms of entertainment out there than that was available back in the day. Um, You know, they, they got to get in with the but kids. Aside from that, though. They have not done a good job in creating talent that you can relate to or you can you can no who you, you want to be attached no to. No one is relatable. When was the last time you were you were attached to uh, someone like you were emotionally invested in? Dan O'Brien. But before that, before that, I can't, I couldn't tell you. I mean, you could probably go with CM Punk and then CM Punk. Well, that was in 2011. But you look at how they've. Um, if anything, I was more rooting for people that were fighting John Cena. Yeah, I hated John Cena so much, and 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 that was and 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 that was the problem was that the 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 WWE wanted to push John Cena as their babyface, but the fans resisted it so much because it was being forced down, and it wasn't organic. A la Roman Reigns, a la Roman well. Reigns, and that's why the fans geared toward more more towards CM Punk because he was it, real. Because he was real, and that's the problem. No one is real in WWE. Everyone's so overly scripted. I mean, Edge had a great promo that I guarantee wasn't written no, for him. No, and on it Raw. shouldn't have been written. You uh, you have him come out and you have him speak from the heart, and you, that that's therein lies the problem. It's way too over micromanaged, too overproduced. Um, I don't know. I I just think that WWE. The, no one is really over. Like the baby faces aren't over. That's the problem as well. Is like there's no baby face that is really over. I can't. I mean, and when they do, and when your baby faces are, they kind of almost fall into a similar pattern, like. You look at Kevin Owens, they have him too much to be like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Um, you know, Keith Lee. He has Keith Lee's exciting. Keith Lee's very exciting. He has a presence. He has like almost like you, you kinda look at his manners, they're almost rock like if you think about it. Yeah. And and I But and they're gonna they're gonna overproduce it. They're gonna the overproduce shit. it, yeah. And um the one person who, who kind of brought that into light was Brian Alvarez. And like he mentioned that on uh, he I think he had a tw- he, he tweeted it out like if you look at the talent now, it's like the baby faces, they're not organic. They're, they seem to be like based off baby faces of the past. You know, they, they, they go back to like the Stone Cold Steve Austins, the Rocks, the Hulk Hogan's, the John Cena's to, to get someone over. And they can't create an organic baby face who is new. And that's the problem. Um, yeah. Like you said, CM Punk, Dan O'Brien, I think were. Um, the last two good examples, but before that, I can't. I couldn't. Few tell and far that. between. And, and even and now, like I don't, I don't know who my favorite babyface wrestler is. And and even then, like they weren't on the level of like a Stone Cold Steve Austin no. or or even a John Cena for that matter. They well, weren't that bigger than life personality. CM Punk had it for a little bit, and then WWE destroyed it. I just think they just need a. I mean, I think maybe that's why AEW is succeeding because I feel like a lot of their people are more real. They are, and they're doing a better job at at, um, at establishing new talent and, and trying to get that talent over. They're not making them do scripted promos. Um, they're they're having them kind of put more input into like, okay, what do you want to do to get yourself over? 
you don't see that in WWE. You don't really see that. I mean, NXT, I mean, I can't really say much on the NXT roster, but definitely when you go to Raw and SmackDown, you don't see that at all. And it's and, and Oh, it, NXT's got a problem that their biggest baby they, face is a heel in Adam yeah, Cole. Yes. Um, I, I couldn't tell you who who's another who can challenge him other than like a Keith Lee. Or a Tommaso Ciampa. I mean But even he's a I mean, I I, I still feel like he's a heel. He, or like he, a tweener. He's a he's a with Ciampa, it's interesting because he hasn't changed much to be a baby face. It's he's still the same dude. He's exactly the same. He's exactly the same dude. He's always been the same dude if you think about it. Like even before he turned heel, he was always the same dude that you just knew like you couldn't trust him. You had to like he was gonna do his thing and you were either gonna cheer him or boo him. Yes. That's basically it right there. Um but Gargano, I guess, but he's he's been hurt. He's he's, he's been hurt and but Gargano's probably their biggest baby face. And I thought they kind of botched his heel turn as well, which didn't help him either. They didn't they didn't go all in. They didn't go all in. Yeah. So and I and that's another problem right there is that they can't commit. They don't commit to a person or look lately what I've seen is that they they go they start somewhere they don't finish look at Bailey look at Lacey same shit why even care why do we care about him and that's I think that's another big problem uh, we've talked about it before Brad Brad Hart talks about it a lot there's no backstory to any of these people um you look at like Andrade and Zelina like what's his motivation like what what drives him why are they together uh, WWE doesn't do any anything like of that nature. When you get, you look at like Mick Foley, who sat down with that Jim Ross interview. That fucking, I can still watch that shit and it gives me goosebumps. One of the greatest promos of all time. They gave you his backstory. They they let you know what tortures him and like, you know, people you know people look at me and they think I'm disgusting. They have to look at this face and I want to make everyone as disgusting and as as I am. Um, just you know shit like that. Like just goes a long way rather than these awkward backstage interviews where they're looking at the their position to be facing the camera but they're talking to each other or they watch tv at a weird angle or the interview ends and then the interviewer just stands there um it's so weird it's so weird this is the weirdest tv show in history it is and it's definitely why do we watch it why do we still watch (laughs) it though that's another question i mean I I, well, it. obviously, we we watch it because you know, obviously, we have, we have the podcast. We have we have to talk about this. I think it's part the, of our job. Well, I mean, I would definitely watch WWE, but not as crazy as I am right now with this podcast. Um, but I mean, I love wrestling. I think when wrestling is great, it is awesome. Um, when it's done bad and it's overproduced and there's no real storylines for me to sink my teeth into, oh, it's such a drag. It's, it's a chore. It's more of a chore than anything else. Um. But yeah, that I guess we can end that tangent. But I mean, I think what what, what we just said is one thousand percent. I need WWE to listen to us. A- absolutely. Um, let's, let's talk g- about uh, Andrade. He's, Actually, he's I want to segue into Raw first, and then we'll talk about Andre because he did have a match on uh, Raw. Okay, yeah, we can get into all that because I think yeah, that's all the news pretty much. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, to begin, Raw did start off with Tom Phillips opening up the show, um, replacing Vic Joseph. What did Vic Joseph do? I thought he was doing fine. I thought he was doing okay as well, but um, apparently not. Apparently not, and um, they went ahead and went with Tom Phillips. And honestly, they should have gone with Tom Phillips to begin with. They should have just gone with him. They did him dirty. They did him dirty by by having Vic Joseph on there. 
but um, they went ahead and wanted to write the, um, to correct it and go from there. You know, uh, big props to Tom Phillips because he could have been a grumpy goose and like really just got lazy about it. But they he still, you know, did like the the internet shows for WWE. He did. Um, he he didn't go quiet um, and just kind of sit around. He he still like said yes to all the assignments they gave him and I, i'm pretty sure that probably went a long way in vince's eyes like oh shit we just demoted this guy and he's still hungry to keep being on tv mamba mentality he kept, um, and he, he got his job he, back he didn't quit he got his job back so good on him i like tom phillips um i i like it i like when he tells people he wants to f- fuck their face um <laughs> wonder in my book uh but yeah good job getting his job back i don't know what Vic, where Vic joseph goes from here though We'll see what happens though. Because where he was on two hundred five, right? I think he was on the NXT UK brand. Okay, he's a great commentator. Um, but you'd think in a three man booth they can find a place from somewhere. And also, who came back was, uh, if you notice, Byron Saxon. Saxon. So <laughs> we got a little reunion. Oh God, that's Saxon and Lawler are awful. They don't. They don't. They don't mix well. So Lawler's gone back to being his heel, but his like heel grandpa jokes. Um, ugh. And then just classic. Let's just bully um, Byron Saxton. Yeah, I mean, poor Byron. He just gets bullied every week. If it's not <laughs> now, instead of Corey burning him, it's the King. Burning it's an him. old man burning him. Um, but yeah. So what else? What else happened on Raw? I uh, thought I thought Raw was actually pretty awesome this week. I mean, uh, opening it up with they've been doing consistently really good on Raw. Last few weeks have been great. They've been getting better and better. And, and, and um, I think that just goes to show you that, you know, Paul Heyman, getting his his ideas are pushing through a little by little. You're starting to see that more. Um, Drew, he's high on Drew McIntyre. He's high on Aleister Black. Uh, he's Buddy hi, Murphy. High on Buddy Murphy. Um, Buddy Murphy's part of a main event faction on Raw. So, yes, the Paul Heyman effect is starting to um, you take, shape. take shape on Raw. Um, opening it up with Drew McIntyre, you know, we mentioned that he's going to challenge Brock Lesnar. He made his declaration. Well, they're booking him strong. They're boy. booking him strong, right move, and they're booking him really strong. Where um, the OC, they come out, they have an impromptu two-on-one handicap match. Drew destroys both of them. The good jobbers. The good jobbers, dude. <laughs> um, I mean, you got to do it. Unfortunately, it's the OC that's doing it. Um, but I mean, I'd rather see that than local talent, or you know how they usually build up guys with. Uh, you know, to put over their moves. Uh, that, that's cool. I mean, actual contenders, he was able to beat both of them. Um, the Claymore countdown is over. It's working. It's, I mean, it's easy for the crowd to get, a, get you know, get in tune with. Um, it's not real hard to count for 3 2 1. Um, and I like that it's 3 2 1, not 1 2 3. Small thing, but it's it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and McIntyre is just looking so great right now. Um, I, I worry. I worry that they're going to botch it somehow. Uh, but we'll see. Keep them strong heading into Mania. Absolutely. There's a lot of time between now and Mania, though. You have two pay-per-views between now and Mania. Um, yes. Can he stay healthy? There's a lot, it's a lot of questions, and there's a lot of time. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's the only thing we can really do at this point. Rey Mysterio versus MVP. I want to talk about this match real quick. It look, It did not look very good. I just, I don't the know. The 6-1-9 to the back was awkward yeah i don't know if it was um if someone someone looked like someone got hurt i don't know if it was mvp that got hurt if ray got hurt it did not look uh, did not look very good um and that's mvp's last match yes it was reported that mvp was just there for the rumble and maybe they were going to do a few matches with him 
and have him be an, a, a guy to get over talent. Um, but apparently Raw was going to be the, the, his last showing, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but he did not look very good. He did not look very good uh, with his match with Ray. He looked fine at the Rumble, but yeah, not not on Raw. Um, and he's been doing the Indies. Dude, he's almost fifty years old. So I mean, he's an old dude. He looks great. Yeah, he looks great. Um, but I, I don't see much of him after after that. Um, I wanted to talk about Aleister Black real quick. Yes. Um, no longer is he waiting for people to knock on his door. Now he's looking for the fight. Good. This was a great move. Um, I hope that they stick with this and they just show how badass Aleister Black is. Aleister Black can easily main event WrestleMania. Easily. He has the look. He's badass. His, he has a great moveset. He can talk. Um, they just got to let him do his thing. Um, and that's all I got to say about Aleister Black. Um, what else What else happened on Raw? Oh, um, the, the rematch between Humberto Carrillo and uh, oh, Andrade. Yeah. So um, they did have another rematch. Um, turned out that um, it, it being in a DQ finish where uh, Creole did win, and after the match, he did lay out um, Andrade with a um, with the hammerlock DDT onto the onto the concrete. Very uncharacteristic. Yeah. So definitely Creole did snap, and he definitely laid out um, Andrade. And now we know why that they went with that finish, as it was reported via pro wrestling sheet that. Andrade has been suspended for a wellness violation, so he's been suspended for 30 days. That sucks. So that sucks for him. However, um, it looks like that he's going to be holding on to the U.S. title. So, um, so much for the 30 day rule. Remember that? <laughs> remember that? I, there's a lot of things I remember. There's a that lot of things to be forget. Yeah. Um, that sucks. Andrade, I feel like he's been on another level. I hope. I mean. With, we don't know what it was. Yeah, and steroids? I don't I honestly don't know. And that was the first and that's the f- last time someone's been suspended for a Wallace violation since December where if you remember it was uh Bobby Roode and Primo Cologne. Yes. Primo Cologne. It smells great. Primo. Uh but it's just like I mean 30 days it's it's it, going to it, go by it's, it'll go by it'll fast. go by fast, but it's like few and far between. It's like okay, what did he get popped for? Like what happened? It's not weed because I think weed they just uh, find them now. A lot of guys will smoke and just be like, "Fuck it, I'll just pay the twenty five hundred like bucks." The, or whatever. the weed tax, or even I don't even think they find them anymore. I think they just probably like, "Okay, go ahead and do it." I mean, at this point, they might as it's, well. It's legal. It's legal. I'm not hurting nobody. I mean, my thing is, as long as you're not under the influence during a match or during while you're a match driving, or even in general when you're when you're on the job, if you're not under the influence. Um, if you're in your hotel room and you need to take a couple tugs because your back is killing you, by all means, by all means, I say I'm, go. For I'm it. totally fine with that. Um, it's um, I mean, if you remember back in the day, you hear stories. I mean, Kevin Nash told stories about where him and Sean were wrestling house shows and they were popping. Um, they were popping pills before the match and they were the main eventers. So the pills would hit by the time it was time to go home. So that way they can go out and party after Jesus. So you you talk about stuff like that. I mean, the, it the, it's changed now compared to what was back in the day. Yeah, uh, you're not gonna see uh, Xavier Woods get beat up by Marines. Ex- yeah, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. not. Um, but other than that, I mean, Raw kind of was okay. Oh, Mo- we got to talk about the 24/7 champion Mojo Raleigh. He announced he has an offensive line member to watch his back. Um. And he proceeds to uh, destroy No Way Jose 
and then our um, truth pins him. So I don't get why you have backup when your backup can't even watch your back for two seconds. I think that's the joke. And um, it- and I was excited what they were going to do with this 24-7 title. Make it a serious thing. Make it someone like, oh, shit, I don't want to chase after this guy because he's going to whip my ass. Bro, it was never going to be serious to begin with. I mean, they could try. I still have hope. I have hope in Mojo Raleigh. I, 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 I don't know why Mojo Raleigh is the guy they're going to do this with, but they can do something. They with can this. try. But they can they can put this belt over. They can get Mojo Raleigh over. Make him a badass. But you can't have him being rolled up for you know, and then winning the title back a second later like that. That cheapened what they were doing with Mojo already right out of the gate. It, it did. Especially to be like, I have backup now. He's going to watch my back. And then he gets rolled up uh, in, in three seconds. And his backup happens to be Riddick Moss. I don't... Uh, who is Riddick Moss? He was at NXT. Okay. But he, all, we, all we know is that he did play football. He looks like local jobber number 12. Um, he looks like he got squashed by Braun Strowman in, in, like, last year. He probably did. Um, I, I don't know. They could do something about this, but I, I don't have high hopes like I had before. What do you think about Liv Morgan and Lana? Oh God! Um, not that, not that you mentioned Lana, but like I don't think we mentioned it, but uh, there was a sign at the Rumble that said uh, as Lana made her entrance into uh, the Rumble, uh, they pointed to where a fan had a sign that says Lana cheats more than the Astros. I love it. I love that. That's sign. awesome. That is great. I mean, hats off to you, my friend, whoever made that sign. And fuck the Astros. Fuck the Astros, one thousand percent. Um, and we're not just saying that because we're Dodger fans, but just. What they've done to pretty much taint um, taint the World Series not only in 2017 but also for the past couple of years as well, yeah. where there was there was cheating going on, and it appeared to have been rampant, but like other teams had known about it, but yet MLB didn't do much about it till recently. Yeah, um, they need to change their name to the Houston Asterisks. Hey yo, or the Houston Trastros. Hey yo, uh, I, I I can go more, but I'm gonna stop there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that whole situation. I mean, I feel like they just got a slap on the wrist given, you know, their general manager and the, uh, manager manager both got fired. Yes. Uh, well, they're suspended for a year and they got fired. So I don't, they're not making any money from there. Um, uh, Alex Cora, who was, in, who was a coach on the Astros got fired by the Red Sox. He just won them a World Series last year. Yes. Um, Car- uh, Carlos Beltran, who was just hired as the manager for the Mets, got fired. Uh, they lost their next two years' first-round picks, and they got fined. So, the But the main thing that MLB needed to do was strip them of their championship. Have, it, have vacant win 2017. And the fact that they didn't, meant, it meant absolutely nothing in the long run. It just... Like you said, it was just a slap in the wrist. That's all it was. I'm not saying that they should reward to the Dodgers or anything like that, but just I don't want that title. No, no, and and no Dodger fan would want that title. I don't know either. why the city of LA pushed for that. That doesn't you know, I I, I want to say something about that real quick. Now that you mention it, I like how the LA City Council they made that such a priority to have MLB award the Dodgers the World Series. Yet they are they yet. There's more pressing problems with the city. I mean, look at the homeless Homeless issue. population's probably the biggest issue of them all. But yet, I like how they made... They were real quick for that. They were real quick for that one. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I, I thought that was just um, that was just a poor move by 
by the LA City Council. And um, that just goes to show you like what their foresight is when it comes to priorities involving the city of LA. Um, definitely not a cool move. Yeah. Um, another not cool move was Liv Morgan and Lana. They're, are they? This is how they blow this off, this stupid storyline? I hope so, and we, we won't have to go back to this ever again. I mean, it's done. It's out of the way. Uh, no mention of why Liv Morgan doesn't like Lana. Um, they dropped that pretty quick. Um, but we still have Rusev and Lashley, uh, who both got kicked out of the Royal Rumble because they got in a fight, quote-unquote, fight backstage. Um, so that opened up two spots for the Rumble. But they weren't on Raw either. No, they weren't. Um, is Rusev just in a shitty green screen beach again? Who knows? Um, but this maybe has, maybe this a shitty green screen uh, green screen ski resort. I feel like Liv Morgan can wrestle. I feel like she's she has good. talent. She does have talent, and she has but a look. You put her in there with Lana, who can't wrestle worth a shit. Um, she's she's not gonna do do well. Um, I don't know. We'll just we'll just see what happens. I, I mean, just don't know. Personally, I like her new look. I like Liv Morgan's new look. She looks great. She looks great. Um, she can go. She does have talent. You know, push her to be another. Because the one thing that the main roster absolutely needs, they need women. They need women wrestlers. Yeah. So why not? You know, take her shot with Liv and go from there. I mean, I don't know when. I I don't know uh, when Nia Jax is going to be coming back. She should be coming back soon. Ruby Riot, I feel like she'll be coming back soon too. Um, they need them. Or just go raid NXT because NXT has way too many women as it is. They have a surplus of talent, Anyways, absolutely, and we, they, they could afford it. We've talked about that before. Uh, let's talk about the the ending of, of Raw. We're running out of time here, guys. Um, I thought Edge did great in this promo. Fantastic um, promo. You literally could see through his soul. You know, he kind of just bared it all for everybody. Uh, Randy Orton comes out and attacks him, um, and this is where it, it, it gets it gets grim because we all know his neck issues. Um, Randy hits him with the concerto, and it just looks so bad. His hand is like twitching, and uh, it looks pretty. It looks pretty nasty. Um, do they do this at Saudi Arabia, or do they save this for Mania? You have to save this for WrestleMania. You absolutely have to save this for WrestleMania because um, the heat that Orton got from from turning on Edge. You have to say that for WrestleMania. I would not blow that at Saudi Arabia. I say you keep both of these guys off TV for And you TV keep them as separate as possible. You don't need to have Edge be on there every week. Just Edge, because should, Edge should be gone for like a month. Now. Yes, you have him gone for at least a month. Um, no, WWE it, will have him back in a week. I hope not. I, I hope to God you don't. And then you build Orton as his, as his heel. I mean, in, 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 in all honesty... Um, Orton never really turned heel if you think about it. Like, he was... He's never changed. He's never changed, yeah. Because um, there was a while where he was tweeting more on the babyface side, but I think it was more just to be a, a thorn on AJ Styles' side yes. than anything else. Um, apparently, Edge signed a three-year contract. Do you know if that's true? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but... Um, Keep it like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, well, he doesn't... Special occasion. Special occasion, part-time. He doesn't need to be in the ring full-time. I do like that he said, you know, guys, I'm back, but I, I'm I'm seriously on borrowed time. I don't know how many more matches I have. Um, so we need to enjoy Edge while we have him because it's Absolutely. true. Um, not only from the injury, but he's older. He's he's, he's up there. You got to remember, he, he was gone for nine years, close to nine years. That's a long time. Uh, nine years from away from anything is a long time. It is a long time. Uh, so SmackDown, let, I'm going to talk about SmackDown real quick. Um couple things that come to mind yeah let's talk about smack and i know as much as you don't want to we still got to talk a little bit about it this show man um there was a fatal four-way match between um lucha house party miz and morrison 
the revival, and there was a fourth team, Heavy Machinery. Um, essentially, whoever won that match, number one contender, it looks like it would be Miz and Morrison, so they're going to be challenging the New Day for the tag belts. And I find it funny that it was Dawson that took the pin on that one. They, I mean, if they don't want to resign, they're gonna give. They're gonna make them look bad on the way out. Yeah, and it's been reported uh, this past uh, this week that they are they are again they are asking for their release. This is the second time that I'm sure this is more than the second time they've asked for their release. But reported the second time reported that they are asking for the release. As you are, as I'm sure some of you guys have known. They did turn down a five-year contract this past fall. So five-year contract—that's that's way too. That long. is a long time for anyone to sign, uh, let alone a tag team to sign for that long. Let alone you, you think of the way that they've been booked. I wouldn't want to lock myself down for five years because okay, let's we're gonna give you the titles and we're gonna we're gonna put an emphasis on you if you resign. Okay, we'll resign. That sounds great. I mean, we want to look good and like we want to we want to be established on TV. Okay, yeah, go ahead and sign right here. Two weeks later, not even in, on the show, um, and I think I don't think Revival is going to fall for that again. And and for five years, it's a, it's a it's a long time because, let's say you're there for five years. I mean, you might be there for the first year where things are good. You're getting up there. You're becoming um, higher along the card, and then once you reach that peak, there's just you either stay where you're at or you do a steady decline, and the whole Usi hot angle should be enough for that me to should be, like, be enough I'm right out. there like i'm i'm done i'm 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 over this and i i will see what happens with them um part so, of me is thinking that this might be the last straw for them but at the same time maybe they are going to end up signing back and they, they can't turn down the, the the lucrative offer that they were given because in the end um i i think in the end they're going to do what they want obviously whether or not it would be for money or if they want to have that creative freedom, we'll see what happens. Um, but I just thought that it was interesting that they took the pin in that match. I think they'd flourish in AEW. I think I, AEW they would flourish would any, especially in AEW. I, they'd flourish in Japan even. Um, oh, Japan, they'd be great, dude. Even even in NWA because they are a throwback team. Actually, yeah, and the NWA. Would, I would see them as a, as a top as a top talent in, in NWA if they were to go that route. Um, basically anywhere they go outside of WWE, imagine the revival versus Lucha, Lucha House Party. I mean, revival versus the Lucha Bros. That'd be sick. That'd be I, amazing. I would, I would love it. Or the Young Bucks, or just any other team. Any of those teams that you've mentioned, uh, they would, they would be, they would benefit from it. Um, but it depends. At the end of the day, do they want the money and the long and the and the guaranteed job, or do they want to have that creative freedom and have that opportunity to um, wrestle great talent around the world? But we'll see what happens. Uh, now, as far as when their contract's going to actually officially end, we don't know yet. But once, but once that contract ends, we'll get a good idea of what they want to do. Yeah, uh, we'll, and we'll get some answers soon. Uh, overall, SmackDown was a bore. SmackDown it, was not good. Yeah, it, it it didn't really do a whole lot for me. Um, I do want to talk about uh, Braun Strowman and Shinsuke Nakamura. So it was going to happen. It was. I don't know why this match wasn't on the Rumble. I think that there's too many matches for the Rumble, and I'm glad it wasn't. I'm I'm glad they waited on to for SmackDown to have this match because I mean, yeah, rather than, it was rather unnecessary. Than the rather it was, than on the pre-show, it was unnecessary to add that match. Uh, Braun Strowman is your new WWE Intercontinental Champion. Uh, went his first like the, you know singles WWE loves saying first ever's first ever singles uh, victory. Um, if you don't count the time he won that green belt in Saudi Arabia, uh, never saw that green belt ever again. It was a one and done. <laughs> Um, I didn't. I really didn't even like this match. I don't know. I just, 
I don't know. It it it, it, it like served Zane's its purpose for turning for uh, putting Braun over as the IC champion. What do you do with him going forward? Now, what do you do with him? What that's you, that's a great question. What, what do you do with him going forward? Uh, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Nakamura deserve so much more than this, dude. Um, I I I don't know. I feel like with, with uh, Shinsuke, he's just pretty much he, he's. I think he's happy where he's at. Um, he's. I th- I really think he is. He doesn't have to do a whole lot. Um, if you're thinking of seeing the old Shinsuke from from New Japan, you're not going to get that. Uh, it's it's clear by now that those days are are long gone. But he it's not like he's not capable. They just don't let him. They don't let him be that badass that he was in New Japan. Maybe that, and also uh, he just doesn't. Or in NXT, in NXT, he did. He NXT, was amazing. He did fi- I, I thought he did fine in NXT. Um, just when he came to the main roster, though, like you could just see like the decline. Just like, oh, look how Asian he is. But I think part of it's that too, as well. I'm not, I'm not, I think that could be a reason, and also, um, you know, he doesn't feel the need to push himself as well. And there's a lot of factors as well. I'm not saying. A lot. It's all WWE as well. Some of it, I think, is also on Nakamura too, as well. Um, Cesaro is going to be p- always going to be put in that position of where he's he's a tag team specialist at this point. They're never going to give him that push. Um, they should have done the match with Brock a couple of years ago. They could have told a great story then. If they didn't do it then, they're not going to do it at all. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this trio of Zayn, Nakamura, and Cesaro, glorified jobbers, I would say. You, I would say I wouldn't say you're wrong. Uh, Shinsuke lost the title. Sami Zayn was kind of promo. He got punked out by Elias. He sent Cesaro out there, who got punked out by Elias too. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at these three guys and you think, wow, that that's so much talent. And WWE books them in a way that you just think that they're going to lose everything all the right. time. Right. Uh, not a good look. Um, another shorter shorty. Another Chad Gable and Sheamus match. Sheamus uh, wins again. Uh, where are they going with that? I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Um, Naomi returns. Uh, I thought it was Daft Punk. Daft Punk Mouse? Or Dead Mouse? Daft Punk Mouse. I mean, she just... How many gimmicks can this girl have? Um, I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, this might be Bayley's WrestleMania opponent, or um, at least she'd be feuding it, with her for now. Looks, yeah, it looks like that's. What we'll see. Going. We'll see what happens. So the Lacey experiment is over. I'm assuming. I think for now, for now it is. Uh, but um, well, again, we'll see what happens. I, I I don't. They should not keep this feud going. Just move on. Uh, one thing that I I um I heard someone talking about. They put it a way better way than I was putting it. For Lacey Evans to come out and be like, I hate bullies. But she was a bully, what, a month before her face turn? Like she absolutely was. It just that's I think that's why that face turn never worked. Because if you're gonna come out and be like, I hate bullies and you're bullying me, um, people don't forget you were just a bully a week ago. Um so And that was a short time frame. Yeah. Um uh, loser eats dog food match. How many times did you hear the words dog food in this show? Or uh, you know what? Apparently, not enough times because we had to be, we had to keep, we were constantly reminded of dog in every sense of the wor- sense of the way. Um, hopefully, this has to be the this end. has to be the end of the feud right here. Um, I, how many times we've we seen this main event? Roman and 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 Corbin, Roman too long. and Rude, Roman and Ziggler, some iteration Usos of these versus six, Ziggler of these and six uh, guys. Ugh, just make it end. Just fucking make it end, dude. Um, they. They said it was dog food. It looked a lot like chili. I think it was more like chili. You. It looked like chili to me. Um, and it, I don't know. I just, I hated this whole show. 
And no one ate dog food. Not one person ate dog food. That was what you were promoting all night was loser eats dog food. Dog food, dog food, dog food. Somebody's going to eat dog Instead, food. Instead, it looked like Baron Corbin got shot on by a bunch of Samoans. <laughs> that, that's somewhere on Pornhub probably. That has to be on Pornhub. Um, I don't know. I just, it just didn't, it didn't do anything for me. I, I hated this show. And I, and, and, and I think that's a problem with SmackDown is um, as, you know, Raw is actually getting better and better with Paul Heyman's influence. SmackDown is just, it just seems like it was Raw uh, one year ago. Like, it was going nowhere. There's no traction. There's no momentum whatsoever. And I feel like SmackDown was a project. Once they got on Fox, I feel like, okay, they're going to treat SmackDown like it's the A show. And they tried that for a while. And I feel like Vince just got bored and was like, all right, let's go back to Raw then. Because um, now Raw's really good. I, they, they can't balance it. They, it's, one's got to be shitty and one's got to be good. They can't just balance it so they're both good. No, they can't. Um, but the real A show to me is NXT. The NXT is the A show. You could say Raw would be the B show. And right now SmackDown to me is the C, is the C show. Yeah. Um, and you would think being in more houses and having a better rating than both shows combined probably. Um, they would want more people to watch. But, you know, if you tell me Loser's going to... Okay, I'm flipping through the channels, right? I don't watch wrestling. I'm flipping through the channels and... I see Roman Reigns bumble through this uh, promo where he's like, oh, and whoever whoever wins tonight is going to eat dog food. I don't watch wrestling. I don't want to watch so many dog I food. Don't I'm, changing, so many dog I'm food. changing the channel. I don't want to see that shit. I mean, I get where they came up with the idea of dog food because back in the day, it was a staple for um, for rivalries, uh, for heated rivalries, especially in, in the Memphis days. Uh, Jerry Lawler would actually use, uh, use that gimmick as well. Um, but it just... It just didn't work in this case. Um, it might have worked just because it may have worked in the seventies. Isn't going to work today, you know. This is two thousand twenty. This is two thousand twenty. You got to step it up. How about a loser um, has to post an embarrassing YouTube video? How about that? Something like that. Something like that. Something something more relevant to today. Um, I felt like the Rumble was great, Raw was great, and the rest of the week just kind of was there. NXT and AEW really didn't do a lot for me this week. Um, especially when you think of, you know, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. They've been feuding since Survivor Series. Yeah. And they blew it off on a short match on NXT. Didn't really build up to it at all. Just kind of there. Um, I don't I don't get that at well, all. Well, Tegan Knox did get a win in that match, but it was reported earlier this morning um on WWE social media that they are gonna have a uh, looks like a no DQ match at uh takeover in Portland. Okay. So this feud is still going on. Okay. Then like I can live with that. Um, but other than that, NXT didn't do much for me. Other than the finals of the Dusty Classic, which you know, at one point had its own uh, pay per view spot, and now it's just on NXT TV. Right. Cool. But um, um, you want to talk about the uh, Tommaso Ciampa contract signing with Adam Cole? Sure. I kind of tuned out during this. I I feel like they they've been stalling. They had a, you know, worlds collide got in the way, and mm-hmm. they kind of just put that storyline on hold. And now that they're picking back up, I I don't feel the same fire that I had in the beginning. I would agree with I, I agree with you. And um, during that time, I mean, you look at w- the events that that transpired. Um, from really, if you go back to the Survivor Series, um, it looked like that they were going to book. Champa versus, and that was a natural way to go. Was Champa versus Cole and get Champa to get his belt back? 
Yeah. But then you had the Worlds Collide pay-per-view, and then you have you all had of a the sudden... brand warfare. The brand warfare as well. That did kill a little bit of Ciampa's momentum. And at the same time, Keith Lee got super hot as well. Yes. So I think that, uh, that also hurt Ciampa too. But now it's official for TakeOver Portland. It's going to be Ciampa versus Cole. It's going to be a great match. It's going to be a great match. I feel like the story is kind of sputtered into it. Um, not too, not too, uh, not too crazy about it. Um, Champa signed his name in blood, so we have two contracts in two weeks being signed in blood. Uh, so that that was interesting. Um, I think Takeover Portland is going to be a great show. Um, it has absolutely all the ingredients to be great. Will it be? Will it deliver? I mean, I'm looking at the card right now, and um, NXT always delivers, and they always deliver. There's never been a bad Takeover. At all, I don't expect this to be any different. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. I'm going to call it the Women's Championship, and I'm not going to. Um, You're Finn, not going to call it the NXT, NXT Champion? Championship. It's very confusing. It is. Um, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. It, it's not confusing. It's just stupid. But um, I, I've said what I had to say last week. Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights um, Tag Team Championship match, um, which by the way they did win. Match of the week for me. That is match of the week as well. Um, Great match be- between these four gentlemen. I'm glad they saved it for um, NXT this week because they needed something. They, ne- they needed without something. this match, NXT would have been a bore. And that's, I mean, there was some good stuff that happened. There was it, some, there was some stuff that happened, but I mean, uh, but as far as in ring in ring competition, yes. yeah, absolutely. Um, all four of these guys delivered. Um, Pete Dunne and um, Matt Riddle they hit the um, they hit their uh, combination finisher to uh, capture. The Dusty Cup, and they're going to face um, the Undisputed Era, which is the right move. I mean, they, they could have gone with Undisputed Era versus um, the Broserweights for the final, but they decided to go this route instead, which I think worked either way, which worked even better. How long are they going to keep this Dusty Classic going? I hope they keep it every year. I, th- I think it's... It's nice. It's a nice gesture it's, to It's Dusty. weird seeing Dusty Rhodes on NXT when his son is on AEW that probably wishes he could have this tournament in his own company. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I feel like it went from being like a a, a big deal to kind of just a thing that happens. I'm I'm fine with it. I I think it's I think it's it's serving its purpose. It's at least whoever wins, they get a they get a shot at the tag team championship. So at least there is something worth. Oh, worth it I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So they um so by them winning, they're facing uh the undisputed era for the for the tag team championships. Uh, but yeah, let me go over the card. So continue with the card: Undisputed Era versus Broserweight, Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa, and and as I mentioned a few minutes ago, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. I said it was no DQ match, street fight, but pretty much it, there is some sort of stipu- there is some sort of gimmick that would help. Uh, these they have two they have out. to they have to do it's a blood feud. They gotta they gotta it end is. it that way. Um, but yeah, great card. I mean, good card, uh, top to bottom. I don't expect it to be a bad show. Um, let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Uh, we are running out of time. I know I said that 30 minutes ago, but we are running out of time. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I mean, we, we, we went on for like 20 minutes on Kobe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And rightfully so. Uh, Moxley coming out, uh, with the eye patch. Um, he looked like, uh, he looked like a badass. He looked like Nick Fury. He definitely did. Um, I don't know. The show kind of just was on. For me, I don't. I don't know how you felt about it. It's um, the Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Blade didn't really do much for me either. It didn't do a lot for me, but I did. It did explain um, why MJF 
got them to begin with, why they were uh, why they are aligned with MJF. Um, MJF obviously paid them off to uh, to take out the Young Bucks. Um, last week, if you remember, the Young Bucks threw MJF in the pool, and MJF was mad because he doesn't know how to swim. He mentioned that <laughs> in a commentary. Um, MJF so is great um, as always. I've um, he's one of the best one of the best talkers in the business. Um, I I I I just the guy's on another level right now. Um, this match, uh, the Young Bucks versus MJ, I mean versus the Butcher and the Blade, it was fine. Meltzer um, driver for the win. Meltzer driver for the win. You don't see that that often. You don't see that often. But after the match, uh, the Butcher laid out the Bucks. Um, that is until um, Kenny Omega and Hangman they came out and um, Hangman. Uh, man, I <laughs> I thought it was a great moment by Hangman where he told um, he gave his beer to uh, was it to Kenny or uh, to to Nick or Matt to Matt. Uh, he had a literal hold my beer moment, <laughs> and he delivered a great fucking buckshot lariat to the butcher. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited f- for th- how this storyline is playing out. Um, it's not just your standard reluctant, reluctant. Uh, you know, we have to be partners because we're tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an actual story going on, which is is intriguing. Uh, Hangman has a, you can tell he has a lot of resentment for the the elite. He feels like the outsider. Um, and they're doing things, little things, week by week, on accident, which make which you could tell in Hangman's face that like it's affecting him. Um, and I, I really like that little attention to detail. Um, Nyla Rose and Big Swole didn't do anything for me. I thought I thought that was a disappointing match. The, those two just for whatever reason they didn't work well together. Um, Big Swole just is not a perfect. Did not go well with Nyla. They're both. Big strong women. Um, that just they they just it was just was not a good combination whatsoever. You could at least had like a you know a body slam to show how strong Big Swole is. They didn't do anything like that. They did nothing, and even then it just it just looked clunky, and they both looked out of place. Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem when you have you know younger younger talent um, that's not as seasoned as like a Cody. Not everyone's Cody out there. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, speaking of Cody, he, he fought Kip Sabian. Um, my favorite moment of this was uh, when uh, they went Kip Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford went to kiss each other, um, and Joey Janela just snuck in between. I, I, them. I love that moment, right? That was a, great. A memeable moment. Uh, I thought that was great. And it intertwined with their story as well. You know, it, it helps escalate their their feud as well. Um, Cody won with um, he won with the springboard stunner, and then hit three crossroads. Yeah, you could tell he's angry. Like he's 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 ready for MJF. Yeah. So next week we're gonna get those lashes, right? Correct. Uh, that that's gonna be uncomfortable to, to watch. Uh, Britt Baker, full on heel now. That was the right move. Uh, I love it. I think she's great on the microphone. Not not a big fan of her in ring work, but um, she went on to insult Shivani. I love the ending when she said uh, she's talking to Cleveland. Like, Cleveland, you finally have a Baker you can believe in. Uh, which, which is a, a, a knock on Baker Mayfield, the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Um, and I was just waiting for her to talk about halitosis. I feel like halitosis is a, is a sounds worse than what it actually is. It it's is bad breath, but it is. Um, yeah. What did you think about Britt Baker? I've she Dennis aren't natural baby faces. I mean, not that Britt Baker is not a natural. I mean, she 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 looks like she could be a great baby face. She has a look. She's uh, she's an attractive young woman, but the fact that she's a dentist, it's an automatic kill. Like you cannot be a babyface 
by being a dentist. People do not like going to the dentist. And I and also I think at the same time, I mean, um, I think s- dentists, you know, they tend to be a little smug, a little bit condescending. Um, and for her to embrace, it's f- it's time for her to embrace that role. Be a, be that dentist, be that heel dentist where, oh my, you know, I'm perfect. My teeth are perfect. And I liked how she ran down Jim Ross and especially Tony yeah. Schiavone. Because that Jim was, Ross cut her off while she was yes. giving that heel promo, which I think they had to do for time. Uh, but yeah, play off of that. Play off of that. Make that a reason to go after Jim Ross and the commentary team and how you, you hear them talking about you and you don't appreciate it and you're going to give them a piece of your mind. I, I think that's great. Um, after that, we had uh, SU versus Hybrid 2. Again, a match that was there, but... Uh, it was there, but um, great entrance by SCU. Tri- obviously, oh, paying tribute to Kobe. Big, big, big ups. Um, the match was there, especially for like you know, being SCU SoCal. All Loving three of those SoCal. guys, you know, these guys are from Southern California. So uh, Kobe's death obviously ma- impacted all three of them, especially Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky is a big Laker fan. Um, it it hurt, it impacted him quite a bit. Um, great for them to get the win. My question is, um, with um the with the um with the H two with uh, Angelico and Jack Evans, what do you do with those guys? They're so good, but I feel like they've just been jobbing. Um, I think the record is like three and eight now, something like that. Um, they're they're just they're. I mean, I, I get their goofy. purpose. They're kind of goofy. I they are. Like. I mean, I get their purpose why they're there. They're there to put over talent. I mean, now not everyone can be can winning. I I, I understand that and. But in Helico's, I mean, you remember him from Lucha Underground. And Helico's a great talent, dude. He's a daredevil. Um, you know who I would love to see if if give him the chance in a singles match? Who? On Helico versus Darby Allen. Mm. I would love to see that match. That would be awesome. I know it would be a car wreck because both those guys do not give a fuck about their bodies. <laughs> just go, fucking th- just, go. They just go at it. Like, have them go at it. Um, it doesn't have to be a hardcore match. It doesn't have to be a death match. Um, they could just have a regular match and it still look brutal because they both do not give a fuck about their bodies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sign me up for that. Put that in my veins, dude. Uh, the Dark Order came out after this match. They're still trying to court Daniels over. Are, is, are we going to get that higher power storyline that we didn't get in WWE? I, th- I think that we're heading in that direction as far as... Because uh, there is a higher power. We there heard is. the voice. It sounded like uh, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. It probably is Dr. Claw. Ooh, it probably is Dr. Claw. Um, or Dr. Daniels. Ooh. I don't know. Um, but interesting to see. I, I, I really like what they're doing. Do with you the Dark think Order. they're heading that way where they um, where they do an SCU split where Daniels does join the Dark Order and is revealed to be the higher power? And perhaps maybe he goes back to his fallen angel gimmick? That would be dope. That would be dope. I feel like uh, Christopher Daniels needs something. I feel like he's just kind of the third man in SEU. He is the third man in SEU. Um, so change it up. Yeah, give us something. Give us something else. Because, I mean, it's it, it's rumored that um, when Matt Hardy is released from his contract, and that's assuming if he's going to be released, by the way, but I, I'm more than likely sure he is going to be released. Because Ooh, could the Dark Order be, be a part of the Broken Universe? That could be. I mean, I think that's one that's one direction that would to go. That would be cool. Um, but I mean, probably in reality, it'll probably be Christopher Daniels. But we'll see what could happens be, down the road. Could it be Brody Lee? That's another Luke possibility. That's another. P- he's apparently he's 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 already going to be signed. That, over the all, the, all the rumor names as well. But um, we'll see what happens down the road. 
Private Party and Darby Allen versus Santana, Ortiz, and Jericho. I thought this was a great main event. Great six-man uh, tag match. Um, speaking of Darby Allen, um, he's he puts his body on the line every week. That coffin job just looks so scary. It dude. looks so brutal. <laughs> Um, and then at the, at the end of the match, they they uh, Jericho wins with the uh, Judas effect on Cassidy for the win. Um, and then they they all jump uh, Darby Allen and the skateboard spot. They put the skateboard under his under his jaw, and then just jam it into the ground. Uh, that looked that looked brutal. that looked brutal. It looked very brutal. Um, and I like that they're keeping um the inner circle strong. Um. They don't take shit from anybody. It was kind of weird when they brought out, you know, some thugs from Puerto Rico uh, at the beginning of the show. Yeah, um, I, I, t- I don't know who any of those people. We, we forgot. To, we forgot to talk about that segment real quick because yeah. it did open up with them coming out and you know pretty much calling out John Moxley. And um, it's it's uh, it's not typical for AEW to start off with a twenty minute promo. So it was yeah. It they did start off with that. Moxley comes out and. You know, it pretty much is ready to to challenge them. Uh, Jericho calls him an idiot for even thinking about that. <laughs> Ten on like five on one. Come on, uh, Moxie. You know, obviously being a big baby face, uh, mentions that he was born in Ohio, and mentions that it's just it's me and the entire audience. Jericho calls him a fucking idiot, not a fucking idiot, but like an idiot basically, and proceeds sh- to bring out five more thugs, five more of um, Santana and Ortiz's um, buddies. I guess they're yeah, like homies. They're homies. I mean. <laughs> I I'm pretty sure like Let's most see. of the inner circle consists of a Puerto Rican street gang. I mean, they might as well get the Boricuas while they're at it, right? It's it's funny that Jericho is the leader of this <laughs> Boricuas. Yeah. They need to get uh what's his name uh Miguel Miguel what's his name uh Miguel the hairy guy from Los the Boricuas. hairy dude and Sabio Vega. Yeah, they need to get those guys in this crew. Uh, I'd mark out for that. Uh, and that like a touchy that would be why not, dude. Ooh, and then and then put a uh, Savio Vega in a Caribbean street match, uh, strap match. Caribbean strap match. Um, Jesus or Jose Estrada, Miguel Perez, and Miguel Jesus, Perez, Jesus Castillo. That was his name, Miguel Perez. Was he the hairy one? He was the hairy one. Get all four of those guys back, dude. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That was that was the week in wrestling. Um, a lot happened in the world, um, let alone in wrestling. I don't know. I feel like this was kind of just an off week. I feel like they're going to pick it up. This, um, it, it, it was. Um, when is Revolution? Uh, AEW's next week. The 29th of 29th. February. So that's so, going to be um, a month from now. There's going to be a lot of shows coming up, as we mentioned. We, we, we just ran down the card for um, TakeOver Portland. A couple of days later is going to be the, the Saudi show on the 27th. The 29th is going to be Revolution. So there's going to be quite a bit of shows going on in February. Um, this is definitely WrestleMania season. Not only for the WWE, but also for wrestling in general. This is where wrestling tends to get a little hot during this time frame. Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Um, real quickly, I just want to mention the um, the ratings. I mean, we always talk about the ratings every week. Um, AEW had uh, 828,000 uh, viewers uh, compared to NXT's 712,000 viewers. Of course, these numbers don't include uh, the DVR numbers. Um, when you mention the DVR numbers... They're over a million, so you, they, they both say they average a million viewers at the end of the day. That's strong. That's it's still really strong, strong. Um, but it just goes going to show you that AEW is still winning in the ratings. They're still beating NXT. What can NXT do to beat them? And I feel like when they do come up with a solution, it's only a temporary solution. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Let's save that question for next week. Uh, think about it a little bit because we let, let's are sit on it desperately out of time. 
Uh, thank you so much for listening, downloading, telling your friends, telling your neighbors. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next week.